Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiast & Co. It took everything in my being to not do the intro to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire then because I've been watching Quiz and I love it. Today's episode is a really special one if I do say so myself. I spoke to the lovely Charlotte Jacklin of Betty Magazine um, and many other things um, because she's somebody I've followed and admired for a really long time. I love her real down-to-earth approach to the world and I just think she is a perfect shining example of how to navigate the world as somebody with an influence and following. Um, I really love kind of how I was searching for the words and I was speaking to her about why I think her, her power is so brilliant and uh, kept coming across the word mundane and what she does isn't mundane at all but she really does celebrate the little things in the everyday and she makes the everyday extraordinary which is just so up my street is unreal. Um, she also We also chatted about how she got called too much when she was younger which is something I very much empathise with and I know a lot of you will be able to too. That's why we're all enthusiastic together um hope you love the episode hope you have a glorious day and yeah hope you enjoy hello charlotte hi hello um thank you so much for coming on i'm so excited to chat to you today i'm gonna get in before you can and just acknowledge on air the um amount you've given up to be on this podcast considering i've asked you to be on three times and my tech didn't work so i'm very very grateful for you being on today well thank you for having me i mean to be honest it's it's like a mini holiday i'm like locked up in my office away from my husband and child right now so thank you for giving me the excuse (laughs) welcome to the costa del virtual humber you're welcome i'll bring Um, a cocktail next time (laughs) and i I mean, I could list off reams and reams of your achievements, but I'm just going to summarise it by saying you're the um, co-founder of Betty Magazine and you are the one of my favourite, if not my favourite person on Instagram. Could you please tell everyone in your own words who you are and what you do? So, Scylla Black. Hiya. <laughs> um, Hello. My name's Charlotte and I'm from Lincoln um, and I am a content creator and a podcast co-host. Um, yes, I used to have a magazine called Betty, which sadly um, was defunct in 2016 um but I don't know when this is coming out but I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight in with a plug go and, and dive in yeah and say that Betty magazine is available as a digital pdf downloads for charity right now so um normally I'm talking about Betty magazine and I'm like it doesn't exist anymore sorry and everyone's like well that was that was pointless but you can actually get them <laughs> you can actually get them now so um you can go and have a look at all the wonderful um content we used to produce that used to be in 14 different countries around the world I'm not just saying this because you are on the podcast but I downloaded mine yesterday and it's so funny you should talk about a holiday because it flicking through them feels like a holiday like it's the perfect form of escapism right now looking through them because they're so beautifully beautifully curated and artfully put together but that it's also about like real stuff it's it's not like so far from the truth that it feels unachievable it's just really it's just so beautifully put together I absolutely love them I've like devoured them in 24 hours oh thank you I'm so glad that you like them I was um when I was kind of checking all the pdfs to make sure sure that I could sell them I messaged um other Charlotte who I uh, created Betty with she's called Charlotte Melling she's an awesome interior stylist and creative director if anybody wants to look her up and um, we just used to like sit there and be like this is amazing like we use because like I'm not doing the photography or the you know the styling or anything so I can kind of blow my own trumpet because I'm kind (laughs) of like the curator of talent that's like my job um and even now like they're just so timeless and I'd really think it was like ahead of its time um yeah because I think when you look back now I think maybe like a couple of the earlier issues are dated but they're fresh 
They are fresh. That is that is the exact word. Um, we were really good at doing spring and summer issues and really struggled with winter issues. <laughs> Which is the story of my life. Like people like keep saying I'm Instagram. Instagram? <laughs> oh, Instagram. That's a different one, Charlotte. <laughs> um, Instagram. Um, people are like, oh, you're really um blossoming in an ice like in lockdown. And I'm like, it's not lockdown, it's the fact it's spring. Like, <laughs> this is me in a season. I'm here. Yeah, I feel like all we've got in winter is like eggnog and heavy cord, isn't it? That's all we've really got to, to go on. Yeah, and like everything you create's got a really like weird yellow tinge to it. <laughs> Not for But me. you had the world's most well, it was an autumn wedding, wasn't it? But I guess we kind of that kind of got us all through winter, I think, looking at your gorgeous wedding photos oh, as well. Thank you. Yeah, people thought I think thought it was a weird choice for us to get married in autumn, but um, my husband and I hate being hot. Mm-hmm. Like I love a sunny day, but anything above, I don't know, maybe 24 degrees, I'm not very good. Um, So we didn't want to be really hot. And obviously it's quite expensive to get married in the summer anyway. So we just got married on a Thursday in autumn. And I love like a... <laughs> Sorry, this is really weird. I don't know why I'm laughing. But I just love <laughs> being outside when it's... When you can get wrapped up. Like one of my favourite things to do is have a cup of tea outside in a jumper, but it'd be sunny. Yes. Oh my God, yes. It's like one yes, of my favourite things ever. So that I also think an October wedding is like a public service, isn't it? Because in summer, I mean, not this summer, obviously, but in summers gone by, people have like weddings back to back on a weekend, and it like it does get quite stressful if you're outside and you you're, like you're drinking all day and you get sunstroke and there's all sorts of things going on. But <laughs> an like autumn wedding, from experience. <laughs> Look, I've, uh, I may have I may have partaken once or twice in my time, um, but autumn weddings are great because you don't expect them in the calendar. So it's so like they're. I feel like autumn weddings are even more focused on the reason people have weddings because it is bringing everyone together and it is you're so focused on the joy rather than just the weather. I think they're I think they're amazing. Oh, people were mad for it. People loved it. <laughs> couldn't stop them. Couldn't keep them. Away. Literally couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> Um, that segues really nicely. You're a professional. Uh, segues really nicely into the first question I'm going to ask, which is, what are you enthusiastic about at work? I was, I was like planning last night, not planning, but you kind of emailed me and just said, I just wanted to, you know, check what. Uh, basically, I should have done a bit of homework, so I like scrambled <laughs> back furiously to your first ever email and was like, oh yeah, you did kind of like tell me what you might be asking me. So I just like it was, <laughs> it was quite helpful. Um, because I was trying to kind of establish. Um, I won't ruin the rest of the questions for everybody. Um, so it was quite a nice thing to like, reflect on and think about what I am enthusiastic about at work. And I asked my husband as well. Um, and his his answer was that I'm very enthusiastic about taking beautiful pictures, which mm-hmm. I think I have to agree because I was listening to um, a live with Vix Meldry the other day just about creating content because I think there's a bit of navel gazing going on. Like I've got too much time on my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I don't have any time as well, because I've got a toddler, but like there's there's a constant, I think because a lot of people are creating content at the moment because we're all indoors. And I guess, I, I hope this sounds as well-meaning as I intend it, but there's a lot of people who may, you know, may work full time who aren't working full time who are creating content. So it feels yeah. like there's a lot more competition. Um, and I'm all about, you know, everybody, there's enough seats at the table for everybody um enough slice of the pie but every now and again I'm like navel gazing going what am I doing and I think it's really important um Vix was saying like what is it that you can literally like create in your sleep like that's because sometimes I'm like doing stuff and I'm really forcing it and I'm like why are you even doing this um so I think like something I'm really passionate about is creating like really beautiful imagery that was like 
a lot of the point of Betty magazine and I've kind of carried that through. Um, but then I'm also like really passionate about being honest as well. Um, I thought it was really nice what you said about Betty and that was the point like I do like things curated and I like a certain color palette and I love stuff looking beautiful but like not to the point where it's fake and it's not real like I think everything has to be genuine um and also I think at work I really love kind of I keep trying to like figure out what I am and I think I'm like a glorified like online shopping personal shopping service for people or like I described it the other day as like millennial meets witch meets good housekeeping (laughs) which is my favorite thing ever because it's so accurate it's unreal well I you know I I do like to spend I guess I'd rather spend more on something that I know has been like well made I know kind of where it's come from um, and I know it's going to last me but like I kind of need to do my research and make sure that my money is going to be spent well if that makes sense and then yeah like probably the most messages I get from people or comments is like I bought that thing I really loved it like thank you so much like that brings me absolute joy I had a tweet from somebody the other day and I don't know if um her oh this sounds awful but I don't know if her nana had died recently or it was to honor yeah uh, um, uh, um, uh, you know an anniversary um but she'd been looking for some flowers for like a week and then I shared like florists that were delivering during um I was trying not to mention the c word during corona and then she tweeted me and just said like thanks so much like they were they were the exact flowers that I've been searching for and you've made me really happy and I was like amazing like my work here is done so I think that's a kind of jumbled response to kind of what what makes me happy in my work that but that that is so perfect though because there is a lot of you know a lot of judgments either side about kind of influencer culture and I know you're more on the content creation side anyway but you do have a platform and I think you do use it incredibly well like both in terms of honesty with reviews you know like and also what I really love about one well, one of the many things I love is how every day some of the stuff you talk about is because it is so relatable and I know like relatable content is a real buzzword at the moment and it's lost all entire meaning but you are like mundane is the wrong word because you always bring life to it but you know like I've seen so much debobbler and steamer chat from you which is the stuff I need to be hearing because I don't know what debobbler to buy like I want somebody to try and test that for me and somebody who I respect from that point of view like I really think that comes through that it is something and you're not doing it because you're being paid to do it or because you just want to like you know chats into a void like it it really comes across that you're doing it because you care about the people who are listening like I love it yeah and I think like integrity is so important I think you can kind of see it a mile off like I use the word content creator just because I don't necessarily like the word influencer but I don't Mm -hmm. get as cross about it as as other people like people can call me what they want like I'm not too bothered within reason (laughs) I mean you can call me what you want just as long as I don't hear about it but um you know I guess I am influencing people but I want to do it to like the best of my abilities and I don't just want to encourage people to spend money they've not got in places that I don't think that they should necessarily be spending it obviously people are you know they have free will they can do whatever they want but if I can kind of do the research for people and go oh actually this is really a really great piece or this is a really great place to go on holiday or this is a really great place to order edible flower brownies from that come through the post like I was like talking to somebody and like yeah it's just trying to like pinpoint what it is that I do but I just love 
I always have done just love finding independent brands or just like finding unique items um, that look like you've spent a lot more money than you've probably actually spent most of the yeah. time. Yeah. And I think as well, because you are because you're very open about your situation, you're very good at <clears throat> excuse me acknowledging um, the privileges you may have, but also um, the privileges that you, you don't have. You know, you're very good at taking down the, the filter of Instagram, if you like. You're very open about the fact that you rent and you're very open about kind of um, some of the struggles you've had before. And I think it's such an accessible I think now more than ever, people are looking for the little things that are going to bring the most joy. And I think that's what you really, really curate and not in a judgy way like not in a you have to buy this and not in a this is going to change your life um like uh, inauthentically kind of way but I just think like I never as a as a former wedding planner and this is awful I never cared about tablescapes like designing tables just really annoyed me because I was like just get the food on the plate I want to eat it I want to get up and dance or do a KD that's all I want but after I started following you I was like oh no tables can be beautiful and that's my thing after lockdown every meal I have is going to be like some kind of Laura Jackson times Charlotte Jacqueline like raised five charger plate situation because <laughs> I just think you are really good at making making the everyday extraordinary which I really love I think um it stems back to I found an old post from Easter last year but I had this most extravagant uncle he was amazing and um he he actually wasn't my mum or my dad's uh brother I just have a lot of aunties and uncles who aren't related anyway um, <laughs> him um he was my uncle Tony and he was um well, when it was legal, got married to my uncle Michael. I thought they were brothers when I was younger. I obviously didn't quite um, understand the <laughs> setup. Um, but anyway, they had this like um, like grand house. It was actually a flat that they'd, it was a house and they converted it and their friend Peter lived upstairs. Um, and we used to go and stay there like six weeks of the year, but like quite a few times. And they used to head off to Mallorca and it was by the seaside in Cleethorpes. And it was called Highgate, which I think's great because like Freddie Mercury and people like that used to name their houses. And they also did that like that, you know, that yeah. they sound like way more grand than they were, but they made everything grand, like absolutely everything. They'd have like extra drapes where it like really wasn't necessary, like trinkets <laughs> where it really wasn't necessary. Like I just have so many memories of like my uncle Tony, like making these like extravagant bouquets and like you'd go around and you'd look at his Easter table, like he'd lay it a few days before and everybody would come around and look at it. And obviously that's like a massive influence for me. Like I had no idea at the time, like I was witnessing something quite special. I just thought yeah, that was uncle Tony and uncle Michael and they were just wonderful wonderfully flamboyant um and I didn't realize not not everybody lived like that I mean I did obviously because I used to go around to other people's houses but I was just like these two and you'd be like sorry where's your Easter table yeah <laughs> it's, but like, uh, it's nearly Easter Sunday and I don't see any Easter table settings out <laughs> well you'd have like good Friday dinner so like basically you'd be like ranked so like you were kind of like top tier if you were invited on Easter Sunday we like generally made it around on Good Friday I think a couple of times we made it onto the Easter Sunday but like so <laughs> like the you know like he was working that Easter table he was like right he was getting his getting his getting his money well it was because there was a lot of flowers a lot of crockery and they used to um, have an interior shop which is why they had like all this wonderful stuff because they could get it all at cost um but they yeah. had like I think their flat was it had two bedrooms but like very high ceilings and they had a grand piano in there because you know obviously why the hell not why the hell not and they had like gold statues with like little lamps but if I think about it now like the space wasn't massive but me my mum and dad at the drop of a hat would just go and live there like six weeks at a time and be like this is this is great this is better than our house <laughs> 
That is such a good holiday home to have for oh, you guys. I it feel. was brilliant. It was like 10 minutes up the road from our house, but we literally like ditched our house. We were like, not interested. We're off from <laughs> It'll be still be there in six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we just like used all the fancy crockery in China. It was, it was, I wish I had loads of pictures of it because it was amazing. But yeah, but at the time you don't realise it's, as you say, you don't realise how special and formative it is, do you, until you don't have it so much anymore. And then you're like, oh no, no, I want to be there. No, yeah. That's where I be. And then you look at my Easter table and I'm like, oh, right. I get, yeah, I get, I get where this yeah, comes from. It's all, it's all coming together now. Yeah. I feel like your uncle was kind of like Cleethorpe's answer to Elton John. Yeah. Like 110%, like absolutely. They did a lot of like amateur, amateur dramatics as well. They were, they were fantastic. Oh, and my uh, my uncle Tony always used to wear speedos at the beach. I was telling Jack the other day, he was like, what? He was in, you know, in his late 50s. I was like, yeah, he only wore speedos. <laughs> Exclusively speedos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough. Um, so the next question is, what are you enthusiastic about in play? And that sounds like a really, like, <clears throat> jumbly way of saying it. But essentially, I hate the phrase hobbies just because I personally don't have any. And I think it's such a limiting word. Like, if you do have hobbies, great. But I... um. I don't like to do any extracurricular activities, never did. Um, and so this is more kind of like activities based kind of everyday play, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a really good word. I think hobbies makes it sound like you should do it every week or be really good at it. Whereas like yeah. dedicating time to play is so important, whether like at university, like I used to lecture and we had a, uh, I had a really wonderful colleague called Pat Francis and she's um written a book which is about creative writing but it's all about like exploring and playing and like with June like just having time to play is so important and I, I, I what you've said about the word hobbies is like really resonated with me because I yeah I don't kind of have hobbies as such but I have dedicated play time so like normally it's on the weekends and um, like last weekend I did tie-dyeing the other day I did marbling like I'll just find something on Pinterest um or like I have like a board on my Instagram, like things to do, things to make. Cause I'm not very good at like, if, if I'm bored, which isn't very often, but I'm like at the weekend, I'm a bit more relaxed and I'll like have a look at those lists or those saved boards. I'm like, Oh, what can I do? Like, what have I got around the house that like just to dedicate an afternoon to just messing around. And sometimes those like yeah. crafts work out really badly or cooking, which is another thing that I love to do. And then other times like my tie dye pants, They've turned out exceptionally and I'm sat next to a load of dyes that I bought again because that's another thing I'm going to be playing with this weekend. Um, But I definitely need to do more playing, I think. I think all of us need to do more play. Yeah, definitely. And I also think it must be hard when your job is so, like when your livelihood is so caught up with it as well, to have some things that are just for you. Um, because I think you're, it seems to me that you're the kind of mind that once you do something, and obviously it looks beautiful most of the time, and you know it ends up being content, not intentionally, but just because it is something you want to share with people, because it comes from that authentic place. It must be hard to like draw those barriers of being like, no, no, okay, this is actually just for me. And then what we do with it later is up to, up. that's tomorrow's problem. Yeah, I definitely need to do more of that. Just kind of, but I, that's the kind of person that I am. I can't like really help myself um, yeah. in general. Like if I found something amazing, like I need to tell somebody whether it's like WhatsApping my friends or telling Instagram, which is kind of the, the same thing in my mind. I'm like, look, look at this. You could do this. Why are you not doing this? This is so much fun. <laughs> I'm um, I'm glad you think that about the the phrasing of the question because it just strings it just stems from personal insecurity about hobbies <laughs> that's where that question wording came from so I'm really glad it resonated yeah the word um... hobbies is dead to me 
It is. Well, exactly. We don't even speak its name on this podcast. Um, And so then what are you enthusiastic about in more like general terms of life? Like we're not getting deeper existential here, don't worry, but kind of just more generally, what are you enthusiastic about? I guess I am really enthusiastic about like just being as true to yourself as possible. Like I think a lot of people sometimes I've all like growing up, I've always been like too much for people like my nickname when I was younger was gob on legs um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my I mean I'm sorry if that has brought you any trauma but that is an, that is an excellent name I feel I feel like it's a proper Grimsby thing like oh it yeah. is gob on legs um you know and luckily I've never kind of tried to change that um mm-hmm. or if I have I've tried for like half an hour and I'm like no <laughs> no this isn't this isn't who I am um and obviously as I've got older you know that's a real privilege because you kind of bed in you know if I was this confident at 20 when I was that good looking I mean oh a lethal combination um you know so that's I think that's really important um and then on a more superficial level I guess just making everything as beautiful as possible, like just making yeah. my space as lovely as possible. And I know that, that that's a real privilege. Um, I feel like that's really happened for me, like in the past two years since we've stuck, we found this lovely house that we rent in Lincolnshire. Um, what else am I passionate about? Um, I'm really passionate about doing the work as well in two regards. I think um, so many of us hold a lot of privilege um, and if we can share our platforms or if we can encourage people to have the conversations that are needed to happen around race, around, you know, LBTQ, L, sorry, LGTBQ. I could hear June screaming and I was like, don't let it distract you. It distracted me. <laughs> um, you know, all those kind of things like ableism, like we all need to be doing more. Um, so I think that's something I'm quite passionate about. I'm still very much learning. Um you know, that's, that's a school lesson that's never going to be done. Um, and then also like doing the, like the emotional inner work as well. Like I think so many of us, that's like a proper, I would say that's a hobby of mine, um, is like constantly self-help. Um, I've got so many self-help books and love following like Tara Moore, um, live live three oh what is she's live three uh, live 360 on instagram people oh, yes, like yes. Uh, like nicola ray wickham ray dodd like all those people and i've done so much inner work on like unlearning things i've learned in childhood about you know money um the relationship with my body all those kind of things like i would I'm always kind of being like, what? why is that triggering? Why am I projecting? Like I've become like quite American in, in inverted commas about those kind of things. But it's something like if we're all carrying our trauma around, like how are we all going to get on nicely with one another? Like otherwise we're yeah. kind of, I don't know, shouting and not listening to each other kind of thing. But yeah, that's that's a lifelong lesson as well. I don't think that work's ever going to be done. No, but it's. I think it's, not necessarily easier to do but if you are doing it because you genuinely want to do it it makes it a, a easier pill to swallow doesn't it rather than doing it because you're being told to do it but not really feeling like you want to so yeah yeah definitely so I'm yeah. going to throw in a, a rogue question that I didn't put on the email so sorry oh, no it's fine it's fine um just because what you were saying about kind of like the Instagram boards you have for crafts and stuff and also um kind of self-help just it kind of comes into that I think obviously there is more self-help work to be done than just on Instagram I'm not suggesting that like that's the be all and end all of what? it but I thought I was good 
<laughs> sorry, sorry to break it to you, Charlotte. Um, but do you have any advice for people on how to kind of curate their like online experience? And I, I'm focusing on Instagram purely because that's where I feel you're most prominent and prevalent. Do you have any advice for people on how to curate that experience to keep that enthusiasm level up just because it can be a place of like extreme highs and also extreme lows in kind of terms of comparison? Um, do you have any advice on that? No worries if you don't, because obviously I did just Put you on the spot. Oh, it's fine. I've always got some advice, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's well, in, not well intentioned, but whether it uh, is actually helpful. I have no idea, but I think um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I love firstly, I love to talk about period cycles at any opportunity, and I think um, if you know you do have periods, I think it's really important to know where you are on your cycle because, like, yeah. just before I'm due on, I am like the worst self sabotage comparison-y person in the world and then like the week after my period like nothing can touch me like literally nothing I'd be like I'm better than Freddie Mercury right now <laughs> I'm obviously not um but you know and so I think that's really important like understand where you are emotionally and like be really kind to yourself and like put your phone in another room if you're finding it particularly triggering um and also I think I do this is sometimes like for for no fault of their own like people trigger you and it's normally like a reflection of what's going on in your life or you yeah. like something that they've got um like not materialistic necessarily but like maybe well yeah you'd like to be more financially secure or you'd like to write a book or you'd like to do this or you'd like to do that and and that person is like triggering every single thing because you're not there or you're not on the right the right path um so like just mute them you know if you like them but you don't actually want to unfollow them just mute them for a bit and then what I find is I come back four weeks later like they'll pop up somewhere and I'm like why why was I even bothered about that and it's never yeah. them it's always you um but then it may be that you just need to unfollow that person and and you know don't feel bad about it at all um I think we do think that Instagram is real life and it and it isn't so you know don't feel bad about it but yeah don't be triggered by your Instagram feed and I and I still get it but I definitely know I'm more triggered by comparisonitis mm. in certain bits of my period cycle. So um, hopefully that helps. That's, that is, I'm going to start tracking it now. I downloaded Moody yesterday. So it's it's happening, people. Get on it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I tracked my periods for three years and then um, I actually went to the doctor because of mine. And they diagnosed me with a PCO, PCOS um yeah because I tracked my periods for three years and I had all this data and I knew something was going on um it can it's so informative I don't know if you've read Maisie Hill period power no I haven't it's on my long list of things to read yeah Yeah. to be fair you don't need to read the whole thing no offense Maisie um but like you can read like the first bit um which talks about like spring summer autumn winter of your cycle and then like the rest of the book is more like specific things like some to do with fertility some to do with um other, you know other conditions so you don't need to read the yeah. whole thing you can just like dip in and out of it yeah but yeah well, I remember you talking about cycles on your story I'm obsessed. Like, oh my god that makes so much sense now that you said it it but... makes so much sense like I've uh pinpointed day 15 is like my power day oh my like honestly I feel I feel some Sarah Powell morning-esque merch coming on for you on day 15 I feel like that's that's where you're branching out next. yeah day 15 I was really annoyed though because day 15 this time obviously I'm really lucky that I can isolate and work from home um but I think I was having a particularly like corona up and down mm. emotion and it really ruined day 15 for me and I was fuming 
like how on top of everything else it's doing to you it stole your day 15 how dare it oh my day 15 yeah i was in a really bad mood that day you know i don't know why Um, and i was and you were like no this is day 15 this is supposed to be the best one (laughs) this is my day to get everything done for the whole month that i need to in one day God, I need to work out when my day is because I feel like I need that at the moment. I need that one day of just everything actually happening. Yeah, I do think we all need to be a bit nicer to ourselves. I'm definitely enthusiastic about us all giving ourselves a break. Like the way we talk to ourselves is is pretty disgusting, to be honest. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah, yes. we, I feel seen. Yes, <laughs> we need to work on that. I'm working on it a lot at the moment. Yeah, well, I will go away and work on that as well as my moody month, and I will just regale you with how much of a transformed woman I am in four months. How about that? Oh, we'll all be transformed in four months once we're allowed out again. That's true. That's true. You'll never see me. I'll just be outside all the time. <laughs> um, thank you so much for chatting. It's been so so wonderful to hear all about your wonderful enthusiasms. Can you tell people where to find you um, on the internet and on podcast apps and stuff um, if they want to follow more, which they obviously do? You can find me um, at www. People still doing that anymore? I've given https World Wide Web. CharlotteJacqueline.co.uk. Jacqueline is spelled J A C K L I N. Nothing fancy. Um, and I'm on Instagram as Charlotte Jacqueline, and you can find all my social links on there. I'm quite a fan of Pinterest. Um, once you get to my website you can sign up for my Monday Motivator newsletter which is lots of things to hopefully put a spring in your step on a Monday so there's people to follow um, articles that I like generally lovely things that I like Um, and then I also co-host a podcast with Liv Purvis who you should also check out um, called The Fringe of It Um, and you can find us on all good podcast apps perfect thank you so so much Charlotte thank you so much Ali bye 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 Well, thank you very much for listening to that episode of The Enthusiast and Co. This is the bit where I tell you where you can find me. Um, I am on Instagram at theenthusiast.co, on Facebook forward slash theenthusiastco, and on Twitter at Eleanor Kime, uh, K-I-M-E. My website is theenthusiast.co if you're looking for my merch, any more resources, or my blog. Um, and you can sign up to my email newsletter there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you next time. <laughs>